Hi, Bill. How are you? Good. Uh, who won? Top three. Uh, well, I had really a top four. I, I mean, obviously, okay. uh, Carly Fiorina was was terrific, uh, standing up to Donald Trump, forcing him to back down, which is uh, something he doesn't uh, like to do. Uh, Chris Christie, the New Jersey governor, is, is just a great debater. He's very quick on his feet, and he was smiling a lot, and he uh, he really did, uh, I thought, very well. Uh, then there was, of course, uh, Jeb Bush. I think, look, the most significant thing, I think, out of this debate, Strategically speaking, is that Bush did extremely well. He's had a poor campaign, but he's obviously a substantial candidate, and uh, and I think came away a lot better off uh, uh, in the whole. A Republican presidential race than he was before. He really gained ground. Uh, he needed to do well. He did do well, and uh, so it was uh, an important night for him. Um, so uh, those were the those were the big winners, along with Marco Rubio. Whenever it turned to foreign policy, uh, Marco Rubio was number one. Passionate convincing. Uh, so there were four people who I think gained, and, and nobody really lost. Uh, uh, Donald Trump took some punches. Let me handle most of them, but not all of them. But Carly Fiorina forced him to back down on this question of uh, questioning her looks. Uh, and yeah. he, said, he wound up saying, after criticizing him, saying, uh, well, uh, you, you're beautiful. Yeah, no, and she did it very skillfully without oh, very. Uh, without very histrionics, just uh, with a you know just a guy walking away saying, "I think I'm missing something that I had before this conversation." You know? mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, two, two is interesting that he kind of came to Bush's support uh, on the Spanish language thing and had that great line. You know, mm-hmm. I want them to hear from me. Look, that was one of those things that, uh, that Trump shouldn't have said. He says many things that he probably shouldn't have said and would have hurt any other candidate, but don't seem to hurt him. The question of, of uh, speaking in Spanish is one that seemed uh, awfully, uh, I hate to use the word intolerant, and that's probably not the right word to use, but uh, but often, look, we do have a lot of Spanish-speaking people in the country. Um, many of those are learning English. Uh, their children already do and so on, but uh, uh uh, Jeb uh, really has been speaking Spanish, I think, since he was a teenager, at yeah. least in his early 20s. Uh, and why shouldn't he speak in Spanish? I mean, it's just ridiculous to say that, uh, that he shouldn't. But Rubio, really, uh, whether he was intending to defend uh, Bush or not, I'm not yeah. sure. But he wound up doing it. Yeah, you know, as a veteran of the bilingual education wars mm-hmm. when I was secretary, people misunderstand this point. Everybody should learn English, and they should learn it because it is of the course. language of this country. And that's mm-hmm. how you get the better jobs. Mm-hmm. But what's the problem with keeping your native language? You know, there's, yeah, no, there's nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with, with that. that. People have been doing that for years. You know, right. I mean, for years and years, people uh, spoke German in America. You know, all the Germans who settled across the uh, the Midwest and uh, and up in the Minnesota and Wisconsin and so on, and and they all learned English. But at the beginning, um, many of them spoke uh, uh, spoke German here. Yeah, but I, I thought it was just a very clever line of Rubio's, the Spanish translator. Like, I want yeah. them to hear from me, not via Univision. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was very good. Good. Uh, he, yeah. was, he was really at the top of his game. I think Rubio is probably the only one who was really two for two. He was very strong in the first debate and very strong in this one. I want to say something. We got uh, Trump uh, folks who are upset already with you. They're upset with me as well. Mm-hmm. We'll put them on in a second. But I think that this was a very long debate. I don't think it was a very well managed debate either. It wasn't at all. And you know, God, I thought it would never end. No kidding. No day six, the ordeal continues. You know.
know. But, mm-hmm. but um, you know, there was the, the stuff about, you know, this is too schoolyard, too junior high school. But a lot of the questions were junior high school, you know. Sure. So-and-so hey. said you were a nee-nee-nee-nee-nee-nee-nee, yeah. you know. I know. There were, there were questions either directly that, that Trump or to other uh, candidates uh, asking them what they thought about Trump or about something Trump said. or yeah. uh, So it was uh, – this was, a, a once again, a Trump-centric debate. Yeah. Let's go to Trump uh, callers uh, or people at least want to talk about Trump with Fred Barnes, our guest, Matthew in Detroit. Go ahead, uh, Matthew. Um, yeah, I had, I thought, and again, I was listening in and out, and I was even with the guy who's a millennial, and there was two points that I thought, um, one, when they would go on the track for Trump, like I asked my friend, so what do you think of Rand Paul was talking? I thought it, it like made Trump look big. And there was another point where they asked him that question about the nuclear button. And, of course, most of them didn't come off just listening on the radio. They didn't answer directly, so it reinforced they were um, political, and Trump looked big. And, again, I just, I just think um, in this day and age, I just thought Trump, every, his whole thing is leadership, and I'll get it done. And that whole point where he said about respect and how they don't respect us, I thought resonated. I thought Chris Christie did great because I, I wasn't convinced he was a conservative. And mm-hmm. Jim Bush, I don't like either one of them. They really played up, oh, yeah, I am conservative. And I really like that Frino, um, her pro-life about the brutalness of Planned Parenthood. I'm so happy she said that. Okay. Because at the end of the day, it matters. Life matters a whole lot more who's president. And I just love it. But thanks. Good job. Thank you, Matthew. Fred. That is so interesting, uh, somebody's response to listening on the radio. I mean, practically, I think practically nobody does that now. Famously in the Kennedy-Nixon debate back in, in 1960, uh, those who heard it on the radio thought Nixon won, and anybody who saw it on, most people who saw it on TV thought Kennedy won. Uh, and look, but I, I, I don't think Trump uh, really lost any ground. I just don't think he gained any. And and I think we're going to see more now in the, in the campaign about, uh, similar to what we saw in the three-hour endless debate last night, and that is uh, the candidates are no longer afraid of mixing it up with Donald Trump. Uh, uh, Jeb Bush isn't. Scott Walker isn't. Certainly uh, Carly Fiorina isn't. um, And and I think others will start, uh, I wouldn't call it piling on, but, uh, you know, it's it's not only a Trump-centric debate, it's a Trump-centric campaign. And and the other candidates have to deal with that. And good. Yeah, I, I, I go a little further. I think he did lose ground because I think the longer he's up there without uh, answers to questions, just, you know, every answer is I'll take care of him, I'll whack him in the head. Uh, he's never met anybody like me. And you've got two very well-prepared people in at least Fiorina and Rubio giving you know, it's kind of the straight stick and the crooked stick. They well, know, he finally he they, finally said something to the effect on foreign policy. I think he was referring to foreign policy. You know, well, I'll I'll be up to speed if I'm elected. Yeah. I'll be up to speed by inauguration day. I didn't find that particularly reassuring. Yeah, let's go to Weston, who doesn't uh, isn't happy with either of us. Go ahead, Weston. How are you today? I'm okay, uh, Dr. I'm okay. Well, listen, you know, I wish. I like Trump. I like Cruz. I wish Trump, when he's asked a question about a foreign policy question, would fire back and say, answer me this, and, and, and give some obscure Chinese name or and say, you know who he is? And they say, no, we don't know who he is. He's the biggest backer in China. I work with him every day, practically. I mean, why should Trump know foreign policy right now? He's, he's a businessman. He's, he's, he's he has president. other things to do. 
He's, well, yeah, he's running for president, <laughs> but he'll, fight, he'll he'll get himself up to speed. Is right, Man. and he's also been he's also been quite clear in the fact that he has said, "I will get the best people. I will make sure that." that and here's the other thing about Trump. For the last seven years, it's been quite clear we have a guy in the presidency that doesn't like this country. There's no doubt about that. I am 100% certain Trump loves the country. I'm 100% certain he will want to be a resounding success. And for that reason, I know that he will work in the best interest of this country. Is there one person on that stage last night who doesn't love America? Uh, no, no, absolutely not. They, no, they all do. They all do. But I'll tell you, when the, when the Democratic debates come up, there won't be one person on that stage that does love America. That's, that's, that's the problem. But, all right. Fred? And now, and with, with this uh, for, well, pause, pause, Weston. i got to guess. Go ahead, Fred. Look, I think uh, if you're going to run for president uh, from the time you start, you better know a lot about foreign policy. You can't, uh, you, you can't as uh, Scott Walker said to him, you know, we don't, uh, we don't need another uh, apprentice. In in the White House, we have one already. He was referring to Obama, obviously, and and uh, and uh, the, the the problem with Trump, uh, who I think is a candidate to be taken seriously on on every possible ground, actually, uh, is not uh, uh, it is not someone who's up to speed now, and it and is something of an apprentice. I think rather than sending out tweets in the evening and so on, uh, he needs to be. Uh, boning up. There are plenty of Republican-oriented foreign policy experts. They're in Washington, they're in New York, they're in academia, who would be happy to come and talk to him and help him out on this. He doesn't ask for them. Okay. Weston, I'll give you the last word. Sorry, he's... Go ahead. We lost him. Okay. Fred, thanks very much. Thanks. And and your uh, write-up was extremely helpful to us around uh, 3.45 this morning. I know. I stayed up late, too. Can I go back to bed now? Yes, you can. You have a perfect reason to. Thank you so much, Fred. All right. Bye-bye. Appreciate it. Bye-bye.